Welcome to Radio Melee with your hosts, Tof and PPMD. I everybody, everybody do that. I want to hear that. What did that? Did I come through to you? Did, did you hear the? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you. Not, I, I don't. I heard it and I felt it, which is so important. Um, yeah, I loved it, man. I love, I love the radio enthusiast vibe we're bringing here. We are trying to be the people's pod, as it were. So I'm very excited. The people's to pod. Yes, <laughs> yes, sir. And I am excited <laughs> to jump in on this uh, episode two of Radio Melee with you, Toph. And uh, let's do it. Yeah, what sort of things can we be expected to be talking about today or might be talking about today, sir? That's a good, dude, that's a good question. How, I, well, so, okay, I, I, here's, how I, here's how I think it could be best summarized, my man. I was, like, looking at Twitter, as I, as I want to do, mm. want with a no, you know, that word. Yes. And I saw someone, I don't remember who it was, I wish I could give them credit, but they were, like, they said something along the lines of, like, you know, with SCL happening, and it's like, you know, it's like a real Mango Zane. Okay, obviously it's not a double elimination bracket, but it's like Mango Zane finals, you know, top level play. Everyone's grinding. People are people are practicing really hard for the tournament. You know, it feels like Melee's back in 2021. Like, you okay. know, it would just kind of always is at the beginning of the year. There's usually a little bit of an off season in, in yeah. the wintry months. You know, mm -hmm. it's just kind of standard. For some reason, our community is, we, you know, we've kind of got this de facto. Obviously, there's no real, it's not like League of Legends or like, you know, there's no established offseason, but it kind of works out that January, February is usually sparse in the tournaments. They kind of start ramping up again in, in March and April. And yeah, I'm feeling the energy, dude. I was watching mm. uh, some good melee this weekend and mm. having a good time. And I mean, I think there's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of fun banter that came out of that. We saw Johnny. Johnny yeah. made a tweet. Some yes. opinions on things. Do you watch <laughs> so, the SCL? How, how do you feel about? How do you feel about SCL? I mean, yeah, man. Um, I mean, kind of before I get into that, I want to make sure that everyone out there knows if they want to get in, mm. get their questions going about everything that we're going to be talking about. Please use the command uh, Radio Melee. Join the uh, Discord. Get your questions in, and uh, make sure that you actually ask us the question that you uh, tell the production <laughs> that you're asking. Because if you don't, we will pull you. That if you you guys might be able to guess which question uh, someone did that with last week, but anyway, we're not going to harp on it. We're just letting you yeah. know the yeah. upfront disclaimer: uh, we are uh, ironing out the show. But yes, yeah. that preamble said something to the YouTube. That preamble said uh, SEL mm. was fun. Mm. It was fun. I think there I think there are a lot of interesting takeaways. Right? Like, um, I mean, what what is the what what is the status of like of of Mango's place in all the community? What is going on in the Falcon hierarchy? Mm. Um, you know, there were, I think there were as many, if I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think there were as many Falcons as Foxes overall in the divisions. And I think there are more Falcons in uh, Division One, which I think is a very interesting thing. I'm not sure that we've seen so many Falcons, you know, condensed into a little Falcon ball double jump up at the top, you know, for a while, right? Like, that's very interesting. And so I think there are plenty of things we can be talking about today. I'm not sure what jumps out to you or the people most, but I mm -hmm. thought there are a couple of things that I could, I could talk about or there's, you know, uh, questions that could be related or unrelated to SCL that you know we can go into here. So I'm kind of curious what you're feeling today, Tove. Yeah, yeah. There's a. Uh, I wanted to. I wanted to emphasize something you said, which was that you know, uh, definitely for the viewers, get in, get in. You know, exclamation mark radio melee. It's super easy. Just join the Discord. You can plop your questions right in there. Get in there. Um, because we got a lot of questions last week. We didn't get to get to all of them. We had a lot of awesome questions in the Discord. Um, and, uh, you know, me and P I I'm every now and then I'm what I did not do last week that I will start doing. 
I'm going to keep an eye on the questions myself. And if I see any really interesting questions that I mm-hmm. want to talk about, um, in particular related, they, they don't have to be related to current events. You know, they could be related to, you know, historical stuff or just me and PP, you know, could, could be whatever, whatever's kind of on your mind. But, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to try to put a slant towards, you know, what's happening, like current events in Melee, you know, SEL, uh, stuff like that. Um, kind of whatever the, whatever the tournaments are, are going on, what kind of, what's, what's hot in the community. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, there's no, there's no restriction on what you can ask. And, uh, you know, PP, it's, it's, it's funny. You mentioned the Falcon. Uh, I want to jump back to that for a moment, dude. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I feel like back in the day, dude, there were like two schools of thought. There was okay. the school of thought that Falcon was like, actually really good underrated you know like had a lot of potential but was just you know really hard to kind of you know use and, and succeed with in tournament because he had some really bad matchups or whatever and then there was a school of thought that was like <clears throat> dude falcon sucks like falcon falcon like people are gonna figure this character out and he's actually like you know it was like solely worse than you know characters like puff and peach and and you know at some point people were thinking maybe even ice climbers might be higher than falcon people were basically saying this character's you know, super gimmicky, doesn't actually have any potential. I remember, you know, I was roommates with Cactuar for a long time. Cactuar was one of the, the Falcon disbelievers. He always thought... He, he retired you know, some Falcons, Falcon. I think, too, I think. It didn't help. I think he did. <laughs> Where were you on that debate? I'm just, like... or And, and has your opinion changed, or, you know... I don't remember um, what your thought process was. Yeah, no, that's a fair question. Um, So, let me think. Um... Where has where have I been on on the Falcon question, um, the Falcon question, as it were? I I was thinking. Um, I think in the past, my thoughts were something like the character seems solid. I don't see yeah. a way for him to beat Falco and Sheik, but the character seems solid enough. Maybe he can do most everything else. I don't know what happens in the Puff matchup, and that was that was mm-hmm. mostly my take. And it didn't help that a certain individual who now creates uh, rectangles for fun. Um, started, <laughs> who also started a separate movement in addition to that, uh, also switched off of Falcon, and there wasn't so much Falcon representation up top. Uh, right. then, there, then there was the uh, the 20 GX movement. There was so much optimization of the character. Yeah. The character that was considered to be cool and oh, not for nerds. And then there was so much of that. There was like the, the counter force, the pendulum swung the other way, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I think so many people's minds started changing. I remember having a conversation with Drug Fox in 2014 about Falcon Sheik specifically. Um, and he made some really interesting arguments and I started thinking, oh, maybe that matchup's even. And I'd never really thought about that before. I was like, oh, it just looks rough. Like I see Mitsu King just out here molly right? Some, some dudes with the guns holstered. And I was like, this doesn't seem right. So I, <laughs> I, was, I was worried for, for Falcon. And then, uh, but then, you know, I thought about it and I thought about where things were going and everything. And I was like, oh yeah, maybe he can do more. And even, you know, even in the last like couple of years, I would say even more optimizations happened in the Falco matchup to make it more playable anyway. And so, I, you know, I really I really think this character, do I think this character makes it top tier? I don't think so right now. But do I think this character can push top of mm-hmm. high tier? Yeah, I do. I think that I, I've held that opinion for, you know, at least a couple of years now. Um, uh-huh. re- really interesting, really interesting character. And I think I think that that's kind of been like an underlying, almost unseen sometimes story that I think might be coming together right, right, right at this moment. I feel like if you hop into Time Machine from today and you go back to 2000, I don't know, 11, 12, 13. <laughs> and hey, yeah, so in 2021, uh, actually like there are like three Falcons in the top like six. 
And uh, like the fourth one's like not that far behind. I just feel like people would look at you like, what? Bro, Melee's what? so cool in the future. Melee's so cool. Yeah, in the future. <laughs> yeah exactly. Whoa, man. Well, okay. I mean, let's uh, you know, we'll we'll dig into that more. I think if if people if people ask about it, obviously there's a ton to talk about from SCL. I think there, I think we're definitely gonna get some questions about Mango and and Zane and just kind of the future weeks and yeah, uh, you know, SCL season one was a very exciting month, and I think SCL season two is shaping up to be exactly the same. But I think we're just about ready to bring in our first caller. Uh so yeah, what's uh what's your name and uh, where are you calling in from? Yo, yo, uh, how's it going? What's your name? Where are you calling in from, gamer? I can't hear him. Yeah. Um, oh. Hello. 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 Okay, yeah, I was yeah, surprised. You're hey. You're, 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 not, you're only good. You're great. <laughs> um, yo, what's up? Um, I'm Keegan. Keegan. Um, I'm from Kentucky. Calling in. I just want to say, I'm sure you guys are going to get used to hearing this, but... No, I'm a huge fan, so this is tight. I'm all, I'm all giggly feeling. Um, but basically, I just <laughs> oh, wanted to ask. Great. Um, that's great, man. Uh-huh. So with uh, Mango winning on FD, I kind of want to ask kind of a two-part question, but how do you feel the general perception of the Spacey versus Marth matchup is going to change, like for Fox and for Falco? Good question. And oh, also, um, if you can kind of see this from your perspective, how do you think it's going to go from – IBW and Leffen's mindset with the matchup and how it's going to change for their, like, you know, you see Leffen and IBW talking about it all on Twitter. Like, how's the landscape going to change for them dealing with spacey propaganda hate and stuff like that? I do see them talking on Twitter. I see them talking on Twitter all the time. <laughs> yeah. I see it in the morning, I see it in the afternoon, and I see it at night. That's a good yeah, question. Um, PP, you're probably going to have a lot to say because, I mean, you're you're literally an expert with both Falco and Marth. So that's like... Really I will make sure I will make sure not to yeah, yeah, I will make sure not to overdo my uh my answer here, but just to make sure I understand sure, your sure, question sure. correctly. Uh you're talking about um are spaces going to be changing that how how is the spacey match gonna change on FD and how will Leffen and Cody's mindset change about playing spaces over time? Is that correct? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Okay. Um Toph, uh do you want do you want to start with anything just to make sure that I don't ball hog the whole time of the question sure sure yeah yeah i'll I'll definitely let you kind of kind of you know mostly mostly handle this one but the only thing i'll throw in is that um i think for leffen and cody uh i think they're pretty like they've pretty much kind of separate you know like fox and falco are, are pretty i think people they people lump them up as like the spacies and it's like oh if a spacey did well against marth then then maybe they can do it on FD. But I think for Leffen and Cody, the way they've been looking at it is like, at least what I've observed is like, Falco doing really well doesn't necessarily mean anything for the Fox-Marth matchup, which makes sense. I mean, it is a very different matchup. Sure. Fox's laser doesn't have hit stun. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Mango, apparently Mango even said, maybe on stream or on Twitter or something, he's like, Falco beats Marth on FD. I don't know if he meant that. I don't know if he was just being Mr. Cool Guy. But, you know, no one ever said anything about Fox. So I think for left, I think to answer the left Cody part of your question, the only thing I'd point out is like, yeah, I just don't think they're seeing it as like the Spaceys versus Marth. It's more Fox versus Marth is over here. Falco versus Marth is over here. Those are two different concepts, two different matchups. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd say, I'd say this doesn't really change their minds about much. And um, I'm sure they've, you know, maybe if anything, maybe it makes them go, okay, well, we could always, you know, if, depending i guess it'd be kind of funny it'd actually be the funniest timeline where like 
where they go chic and it ends up not going as well as they hope. And they're like, we got to go Falco. That would be the funniest timeline, I think for sure. But I don't yeah. really, I, I don't really know. I don't think that's where that, that goes, but that is easily the funniest place where this goes next. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah. So I do think they, they, they see it separately, but yeah. So Spacey's mm-hmm. uh, changing it on FD. I'll kind of echo what Tove was saying about uh, Fox on uh Fox on FD, and I think I, I really don't think that's going to change their perception too much. So I guess I'll just talk a little bit about Falco. Um, I mean, Mango was doing things a little bit differently. I don't know if he specifically prepared something for Zane. I mean, he was playing around power shields very differently. Will Zane adapt back to that? You know, it's not entirely clear. Uh, I mean, I, I imagine he will. You know, Zane does analysis pretty well, it seems like, and usually brings something new when they're playing. Uh, so I would imagine that we'll see more things coming back from that. And I don't think this is like the end all solved part of the matchup. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, let me see. Uh, I, so the thing with FD, the thing about that makes FD really different is, um, Mango is even starting to do double jumps against Zane. He was trying to get away. He was trying to go up get away, uh, and then like do a platform mix up sometimes. And that's great on uh, a stage where you can interrupt your double jump with, you know, platforms, you can wave land, you can land, do stuff for shield drop or whatever. On FD, you don't have that, so it's much riskier to do it. If you get called out once, you, your stock is gone, basically. Because you, if you have to be below the stage, you're pretty much dead as bird. So, so uh, bird. yeah. Uh, so it's a very serious situation if you're if you're bird trying to go for a mix-up like that. So you don't see that as much from Mango on the stage. So he has to learn to play more grounded. And that's kind of what he's been doing. And I think that's been, I think he's been able to find more ways to get in there. Um, I I would say... And this is not an isolated incident. Let's also talk about that. Um, Zane, what did he win? It was either like two or three months ago, I think. He won something, and he didn't play Mango. And then Mango and him played an exhibition, and Mango also won an FD twice. Oh, yeah, 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 I that? do. It was like LSCS or... Was it LSCS? It might have been LSCS. It might have been, yeah. It might have been the Galint Melee Open as Could well. It, I think it was I, uh, I'm not sure. Either way, it was something that was a little bit ago. I know and, exactly uh, what you're talking about. That. Yeah, yeah, but we know the events. We know whether the, the name or not is there. We know the events. And so right. this is not an isolated incident. And so this is this does make a little bit more of a case. I don't think two or one or two instances makes an argument for saying, oh, this is solved on this stage or, oh, Mango has figured out Zane so far. I'm not convinced of that yet. I don't know if either of those players are convinced of that yet. I guess we'll see. Um, but Let's see, what can I say to add a little more substance to this? I guess I would say that um, Mango started doing, so I guess I'll just be specific about it. Mango started doing like a mid laser. Zane, it's a very easy power shield, like so many frames of power shielded. And so Zane hits that one. Mango's often assuming Zane will hit it. And then he does another laser where he jumps over and then he does an early laser. And so Falco's legs like pull up. And so he goes directly over the laser and he gets another one out. Keeps Zane from being able to like come in with like a jump or him standing up and doing something. So he's able to get a punish in that sort of way. And so that is, so that particular thing, I mean, there are other things that Mango is doing. And I think Mango also just played more solidly than Zane. And I think that's kind of part of it, right? Like to play more solidly than Zane is no easy task. And so that's kind of the, that's the spacey test versus Marth, or at least we'll say Falco test versus Marth. You got to play solid and you have to bring some, you have to bring some like good meta tech. And I think Mango is able to hit those points in their time uh, last weekend and also previously, like a few months ago, like I was saying. Is that a trend that can continue? Can Mango continue to play well? Can Zane uh, innovate more against the thing that Mango, one of the things Mango was changing and uh, everything else and, and mess him up? We'll see. And I think, um, 
I think that's something Zane's really focusing on. I think I actually had his stream open right before I got on here, and he was playing against Falco, so he he might have told even told the Falco to use that option. I didn't really check out long enough to see how much that was happening, but you know he's thinking about it, and um, you know I guess that's kind of and I think that's it, it's a bit hard to say where this is going so far because the way these two players work with things is like someone will do something new and then that'll catch the other person for like a little bit. And then the other person will do something different. They'll catch them for a little bit. And it, you have to really just see how things evolve. So um, let's kind of watch and see. And Toph, do you kind of have anything else to add about that? Because I feel like I don't, I don't want to end it on watch and see. I'd like to give something more, but I'm not really sure where to go with it. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just uh mango. If nothing, if nothing else, mango showed is clearly doable. Like I think that people yeah. get very gloom and doom about it. People, I mean, people like to, just like human nature, people like to jump to extremes. That, uh, Zane must, I mean, Zane must have solved the matchup. Clearly, yeah. no one, no Spacey is ever going to beat him on FD ever again because he solved the matchup. His punishes are perfect. I think people oh, are to jump to conclusions. What's that? Uh, reminds me of Mewtwo King. Do you remember that? Or like, no one could be, no one could be. Yeah, exactly, dude. Oh, he's a robot. You know, the game is solved. The robots yeah. took over. And it's like, dude, I mean, you, you look back. Okay, well. You know, there's certainly an argument that 2007 Mute King was the peak of Melee forever and ever. Okay, yeah, but well, discounting, you know, discounting that, right? <laughs> discounting that, yeah. I mean, clearly there's a lot more Melee to be played. Yeah, so... Well, thank uh, you, uh, thank you, Keek, for the question, by the way. That was a that was a, that was was a juicy one, for sure. Yeah, thanks so much, guys, for answering it. Um, I don't want to, like, if, if we can't, you know, I've, you already focused on my question for quite a while, so I don't want to, you know, if, you, if, if it's how it is, cool. But I was wondering, like, so do you guys think it's more of a a mango thing in the matchup because you know people talk about how zane and mango are on this own their own tier of play mm -hmm. or do you think it's a it's a falco thing between fox i guess and if that's you know too much to get into it's cool i can we can cut it i just i was curious i can answer that pretty quickly if you, you can want say to. your piece but yeah you can say your piece yeah. real quick pp all right yeah. thanks i'm sorry i appreciate it that's all good man um i would say that at, at a certain level like once you get to top level it becomes like character player become very similar as a sort of thing. yeah I, I package them very similarly but um, I would say that without Falco, Mango's not going to be able to do his stuff. Or right? like Scorpion Master's not beating Zane on FD, uh, which right. may be a controversial take. I don't know, but um, I don't think Scorpion <laughs> like, Mango, you know, as incredibly good as he is, incredibly talented as he is, is not going to be beating Zane's more, at least not consistently with Mario on FD. And it's still very challenging to do that with Falco. I mean, you know, a lot of the games Mango would be up and Zane would almost have like a full comeback, uh, at least once I remember seeing. So something to keep in mind. Um, this is not... If Mango was like three socking Zane every game, I think we would be having a different discussion right now, especially this was going on for like half a year or a full year. It'd right. be a very different discussion right now. I um again, I would say this is more of Mango having an edge, using Falco more to his potential. And I think the discussion is different if he were playing Fox, but that's just not the case right now. So we can't really say for sure. All right, yeah, I got you. All right. Thanks so much, guys. I really appreciate it. Thank appreciate you. you. All right. Have and let's okay. bring on our next caller, who I think we have just just about ready. Hello. Uh, hello. Hello. Where are you calling him from? Uh, hold on. I don't know if you could hear me. But first, I can hear you. Scream. All right. Um, I can hear you. Okay. I'm calling in from Virginia. What's Shout up? Out. Shout out uh, to Virginia. Yeah. I don't really play Melee. I'm a big watcher of it. Mm -hmm. my main question is will the scl bring like new storylines and is that like something that makes is giving that feeling of melee being more lively uh than usual 
Yeah, okay. I think I think certainly like honestly like melee like storylines. I think I think that the cool thing about melee is there's always uh, and by the way, it looks like for some reason my OBS Ninja is kind of slideshow mode right now. I have no idea why. On my side, it looks fine. But um, I'll try to fix that in a second as I answer this question. But I, I was going to start by just saying, like, you know, I think the cool thing about Melee is you kind of always have some storylines going on at, like, the local and regional levels. And I think once you really get into the scene and you engage with, like, your local community, there's kind of always some storylines going on, and that's, like, a really fun aspect of it. But I do think that, like, what ultimately propels the scene forward at, like, the top level is, like, top-level competition. And, you know... It's cool that we got people like, for example, Ginger, you know, who are entering, who enter three tournaments a week. But, you know, a guy like guys like Mango, Zane, you know, for whatever reason, you know, they, they kind of only want to enter the really big tournaments to kind of, you know, make sure they're sharp for those tournaments, but also have some time to focus on streaming, focus on other things. And I definitely just feel like Mango, like it's, it's just a different feeling as a whole. Like when, you know, like people just talked about Zane grinding on his stream for Falco, like that feeling of like, oh, the top players are preparing for one each other again and they're all sharp and they're trying to get as sharp as possible. I definitely think it adds an element of like, just kind of intrigue, you know? Like, I want to see what's going to happen in the future SCL weeks. I'm really curious. Last SCL, Mango won week one and then didn't make it to finals for the following weeks. Like, that that could happen again. I don't think it necessarily will, but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely really cool knowing like, oh, there's another crazy tournament bracket that's about to happen right around the corner and there will be one for the next couple weekends i think that's i i for, I, I experienced this feeling for the first time i remember at the summer smash it's like 2014 2015 when there was like a big tournament every week it's like oh man armada bag or two and two tournaments or whatever and then oh man you know oh leffin's getting real good and then you know five gods are all at the same tournament you know it was it was it was like it's like it's like kind of harkening back to that kind of feeling and i feel like yeah you, you know melee is always a great game but it's it's the it's the greatest I think, and there's the most storylines for sure. I think when there's like really hype tournaments going on, the top players competing. Yeah, um, I mean, I guess I, if I want to respond to some of that, I would also say, uh, you know, shout out to spectators. I mean, I think that is the majority mm -hmm. of the player base or people that are that play a little bit but not so much, and so I think that's really important for the scene. So I mean, your question is just as valid if you're a spectator as if you're top oh, yeah. 100 or whatever, right? Like we're just glad that we're able to uh, answer it, you know. So. Um, I, and, and, and to go, to go into it, um, let's see, what can I say about, yeah. So will SCL bring more hype storylines? I mean, I think certainly like, even if, even if like, let's say Bango wins the whole thing and he just, he just wins for the next like few months. Like that's an interesting storyline, right? Because every time mm -hmm. it's like when Hbox was winning, it's like every time it's like, is he going to win another one? Or is he going right. to mostly have dominance? Like, it's still an interesting storyline. As long as the people are playing, something is interesting is going to come from it. As long as Zane is trying to figure out what's going on with Mango, or, you know, acts, when he's not trying to figure out what's going on with Mango, for example, then something interesting is going on. Um, and you can be as involved with the storyline as you want, right? Like Toph said, like, you can go to Zane's stream, see that he's working on something right now. Um, mm -hmm. I was in Cody's, I was in IBDW stream earlier, and I saw him working on uh, Mars Cheeky. He was playing his Mango's Mars, which was, Oh, which is always an experience, but anyway, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. it, it was, it was, you know, so you could, you could be as involved with the storyline as you want to be, but it, the thing is, it is there and it's, it's evolving. And, and I think something really cool about SCL is, is you like Toast was saying, it's, it's coming out so often and 
And because you're getting, and because there's like a little bit of stakes, like, oh, are you in division one or you're division two? Oh, could you, could you change places? Could you go back to have to qualify? Like there's always something that's like kind of meaningful, like the standings in the beginning standings week to week. And then you see the preparation in between, you know, what are the people doing on those streams? Like it creates storylines almost automatically. And I think that's, what's really fun about it. Um, and of course, you know, once all, once the SCL happens, you know, there will be summit not so far away after that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, there will be so many events going on. So I think it's, it, it is pretty much just going to be starting automatically. So like Tope was saying before, we did have the time off. Now we're pretty much picking up. Um, Storylines are going to be happening. You know, um, Falcons doing all their Falcon stuff. I mean, you know, that's always an exciting thing. And then, man, honestly, just what's going to happen with Zane Mango is, uh, will there be offline events more this year? And is, is Leffen going to start, uh, you know, giving Zayn a hard time with Sheik too? Or then what's going to happen with Leffen Mango playing again after not for so long? I mean, there are all kinds of things that are still just out there, right? Like there are things that you can look at the right in front of you, like SEL now, but you can also look at like the larger picture, like what's going to go on? Um, how's Leffen's hand going to heal? You know, like whatever, right? Like there are, and then, <laughs> you know, there are, Europe there are other Europeans besides Leffen that are also improving. You know, what's that going to be like when they reintegrate with the full scene? Like, yeah, you know, there are all kinds of questions that I think are really interesting right now. You know, AMSA um, starting to play online again, the, the Yoshi AMSA, excuse me, and, uh, you know, him coming to terms. Like there are so many interesting things we can be talking about right now. And of course, um, again, SCL just kind of being the focal point, I think is awesome. And, you know, just, I think it could just be a gateway to so many wonderful things. And so I think, I think it's a cool time to, to be thinking about and enjoying Melee. I hope that, uh, let me know if that answers your question or if Tove got it. Oh, oh, it did. It, it did. Cool. Well, cool. Uh, Tope, thank you. Thank you for calling in. Uh, oh, I think so, we... Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. I Good to talk. The stream. I was very excited for today to do that. Oh, we got you in. Glad we got you in. Okay, I think cool. we just about have our next caller as well. Uh, so, hello. What's your name and uh, where are you from? Where are you calling in from? What's your question? Uh, my name's Jack, and I'm from Illinois. And I was wondering. Shout out to Illinois. I was wondering if, with Mutual King playing with IBDW so much, do you guys mm -hmm. rise to the top of the melee rankings again? Mutual King? Yeah. Yeah. Oof. If you need to take a minute, I can I can talk about that. Man, too. I mean, it's just it's it's a question of does he want to, right? Because I think, yeah. yeah, skill wise, I think sure, yeah, honestly. But you know, you got to go to like you talk about rank. You use the word rankings. You use the word rankings. Yeah. You know, we don't rank off friendlies. You know, we rank off tournaments. So <laughs> I mean, I think for for Mutagen, he just the, the real question is, would he want to go to tournaments? Right? Does he want to compete? I don't know. I think um, if he wanted to, I think he could. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of something that I think about so many, you know, strong players that are either less interested right now for whatever reason. Um, I think M2K has just wanted to focus much more on being a content creator. I think that's where he thinks the, the we'll say right the magic, the, the magic of the, uh, the scene is right now. And, yeah. uh, and so I think that's where he wants to focus. And so I don't think his interest is in competing so much. And that's partly due to Armada uh, retiring, which, you know, had so many ripple effects throughout the community. So, you know, mm. I think it is a question of does he want to not so much like is he capable? Because we've we've seen over so many, many, many years that he's clearly capable of, uh, you know, being at the uppermost spots in the in the melee ranking. So I don't think it's a question of yeah. ability. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's really just a matter of does he how, how much does he want to want to go through the grind and he's not going to get to play Armada or, in, you know, what's that going to be like for him? So. 
yeah, I mean, do I have much else to say? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think I have too much else to add on to it. If you have a different I, part of your question, or if Tope wants to add on, I actually, I actually didn't even realize that. You know, it was funny. You just said something that I was kind of picked up on, which was I didn't realize that, or you know, so much of Mute King's, uh, you know, decision to kind of focus more on content creation was was inspired by Armada like that. He, t- he mentioned that. Yes, he did. He said Armada leaving uh, really kills my motivation for melee, and that's not verbatim, huh. but it's close. Kind of what his, uh... and that wasn't huh. the only thing. I think um, he there were other factors in the scene he was responding to. Um, I right, think the content right, creation. Right. I mean, even before even before the pandemic and everything, obviously. But I think there I were. Think, I think you there know... were... With, with Mutant King, I think, you know, as he kind of settled into being, uh, you know, just kind of like a pro gamer in general, I think for a while you kind of got the sense from that he kind of wanted to find some way to like make, because, you know, remember this was the guy that used to haul, like haul ass to, to every tournament within a 200 mile radius, you know, by way of, you know, Greyhound bus or Amtrak, you know, to, to, to you know, to, to, to make a living really. Like this guy, you know, Mutant King, which exactly mutant king was that dude so like for me i you know i think in some ways it was kind of just a long time coming i think he was kind of always looking for a way to 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 make a nice stable you know comfortable you know way to just thrive as a as a pro gamer and uh you know obviously there's a lot of ways to do that i think as far as i can tell just kind of looking at mutant king you know when i watch a stream when i talk to him he just feels seems like he's just really happy right now and um He's mentioned competing again to me recently, but he he did say that the uh, you know the like the 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 situation would have to be right. It would have to be you know they would have to be worth his while because he's kind of realized you know his time is valuable right now, and uh, there's a lot of things he's kind of working on. He's doing coaching, all this stuff. Yeah, but I think he could TLDR. I think he could. Good I think that's, yeah. that answer it. Yeah, that was pretty good. All right, good deal. Glad we could mm-hmm. uh, get your question answered. Uh, Mr. Man from Illinois. Hope you uh, hope you uh, have a great rest of your day. Thank you for calling in. You, you too. Appreciate you, man. Mewtwo King, what a guy! <laughs> love Mewtwo King. Yeah. Love Mr. Mewtwo King. I got to yeah, say, yeah, that Mewtwo King. Man, lol. M2K really is one of the strongest memes. It it just goes yeah. So it kind of stood that you know, and there was the you know. It's like in the east is the PP Craigasm, and in the west the Law <laughs> You know, it's like the two. It's like the yin and yang. You know, the, the oh Lala sure, and yeah, the Craigasm of the PP. You know, yeah. I mean, if you're gonna bring yin and yang oh, into is. it, I don't think there's any way I can disagree with you, sir. Uh, hi. So, hello. What's up? What's up? Uh, do you think that it's a problem for top players to feel kind of boxed in by like a reputation of their playstyle, kind of like how Mewtwo King Ooh. is supposed to be this frame perfect robot? And Mango is this fiery, very reaction, uh, not reaction, uh, reads heavy play style. Mm-hmm. I know that P- P- for, for, for you, PP, you've had like, uh, at least by the documentary, that you kind of had to transition your the, the way you played the game. And I wonder if that was ever a thing that you or anyone you knew had to deal with. Huh. PP, like t- what do you think? I like this question. That's interesting. That's, that's I've, never thought, question. I've never even thought about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you ever think, dude, you think, you think Wizzy's like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and like it flashes through his head he's like okay i'm pretty sure he's gonna tech in i'm just gonna stomp him for the kill and he's like but wait what would chat think i'm, supposed to, chat think? I'm yeah. supposed to be the reaction guy i can't stop you know it's funny he actually has started stomping 
Unreal. He actually, yeah, he actually has. And maybe yeah, chat and got answer, him. And the answer is no. That's the answer to, the, to, to your question. <laughs> well, the answer is chat got to him. No. <laughs> all right, well, PB, what do you, what do you uh, think? No, uh, have, you, have you ever felt this at all? Well, I, did you have a strong like reputation like that? Like, was there like a, this is how PB plays. You, you were a little less boxed in, I guess, than maybe some other people. I don't know. Um, the thing that, so I will say, so, okay, there's a so foundational statement. Having a brand yeah. is cool, okay? It's yeah. good because you can project an idea of yourself. It can never be a complete idea of you, but you project an idea, and that is important, and even like feelings associated with it. Very, very important. And it also, uh -huh. it also when competitors come up against you, they're like, oh, I'm not just playing this person. I'm playing this whole person, like this whole idea of a, of a gamer, this whole persona, everything about them. Like I've heard these fans, like I see their sub count, their Twitter follower count, like everything about them I'm playing. It's all of that, like the whole star mm. power. And that wow. is powerful. So the foundation of that is there's a really strong side to this. The downside, and this is kind of what you're asking about, is can this be overly simplistic? Can this box you in? And I think the answer is yes. Um, and I think part of that comes from some stuff like if you don't brand yourself, that other people will. I think there's kind of some of that. And I think, uh, I mean, I think Mango is someone that like certainly knows that I'm going to brand myself. I don't want other people to do it. So I mm -hmm. think see, he's someone that understands that side of it really well. Um, I don't feel like I really, it's something that I'm uncomfortable doing uh, because I prefer to just say, okay, well, I just want to play. I don't really like being like this thing that's not me or, or seems like it's not me or whatever, but that's my own thing. But anyway, um, if I, if you, if, to answer your question directly, Toph, did I ever deal mm -hmm. with something like this? The thing that would, the thing that always kind of got me was people said, I'm a neutral, PB's a neutral player, not a punished player. And as the documentary kind of talked about, like I started mm -hmm. as a punished player and then I just added on neutral. And then I kind of talked about this on my stream, like I think a month ago, like, cause it was all finally coming out. I was like, yeah, the reason a lot of people said that particular thing about me was because of Apex 2015, where I had to make certain decisions and I opted to focus more on neutral because that felt more true to me, but not true right. to all of me. And so I just didn't get a chance to like really challenge that. So it was kind of like one of those sands of time uh, gamer moments. Uh, I remember so I remember when I played you at whatever tournament that was where you beat my ass in Impulse 2013 or whatever. I remember okay. I, was like, I was like, man, if only PP was really not a punish player, I would be <laughs> <laughs> only yeah, I just wish those memes about him not being a punishment. Yeah, I'm not really thinking this at the time, but I remember. Yeah. I, I remember. I should say I remember looking back when people started all this punish game neutral, whatever you know, kind of dichotomy thing. And I remember thinking back, like ah, I don't really ever remember looking at it that way, and I don't remember other people around me at the time looking at it that way. I almost feel like there's this there's this concept which is like. What's the concept where people, um, oh God, I, I don't remember what it's called, but it's like not even a, it's not even a gaming term, but it's like just the term, you know, like people assume that if someone's really good looking, maybe they're not that smart or if someone's, or someone's uh, good looking and smart, they must be, they must have some deficit of character. They assume that you can't have it all right. Uh, people like okay. want the universe to be fair. So they assume oh, that, that's like, a funny way to look at it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I yeah. almost wonder if people did that to you. Cause they're like, well, this neutral is so good. His combo game must be bad. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess did, that's, I mean, that's a fair. Look at the videos and, and actually weigh is his combo game good or bad, but I, most people don't, you know, bias, human biases don't work that way. And I wonder if a little bit of that was going on. That's fair. I mean, yeah, people do love justice, even if it's, <laughs> I mean, I think like there's strong. some, well, sure. I mean, I guess so, right? And I, but I think that's also like a kind of hype way to go about it. But again, I don't think, 
like when people watch Mango, I don't think people are like, oh, you know, like, man, I sure really love when Mango is doing sh movement on she on someone's shield and then he death combos them. They're like, oh man, you know, there must be a deficit somewhere. And they're like, I don't think people really think of that. So there's there, I, I, I think it might be what, what it, like what you're saying could be true, but it could only be true if there's a vacuum, kind of like what I was saying earlier. If you don't mm -hmm. brand yourself, then people's stuff will come on to you. And that, and that, that, that might be a way that we can make that sort of thing true. And I think maybe right. to circle back to the question, can that box people in? I mean, sure. I don't think, and I don't think this is something I've kind of wanted to talk about for a while. And it, cause there are so many aspects that this covers, but mm -hmm. melee players aren't, they're not like, they're not going to uh, discord servers or, you know, talking on Twitter necessarily about how to brand yourself or how to, how to play in such a way where your fan base is going to increase more, get you sponsored more likely. Like people are going to discord servers and trying to talk in chats and stuff about how to get better at melee and how to beat mm -hmm. people. And that's what people, melee players care about. That's what most people that game and are really competitive care about. And so right. when you, when you get really good and you do have all this attention and then there is a need to brand like and stream board and whatever, that's like, well, no one told me that. Or even it's like, okay, people said it, but it's like, I didn't think, or, or, you know, it's like, it's just not something that's there. And that's part of like, just the way that melee community has to figure it out for ourselves. There's not really infrastructure there to work on that. And so I think mm -hmm. there is a time where people can be boxed in, maybe not the way I would quite describe it, but people wouldn't feel misunderstood. They would feel like they're not mm. fully seen as a person or a gamer because of that. And I think there's a lot of that. And especially in a community um, of people that really, you know, people really want to be seen just generally. And so I think when there is that type of perception, there could be the really good hand of it, but there can be the really challenging end of it too, like I was saying. And so I yeah. think, I think, I think like the whole community factor is part of it. And I think the individual factor is a uh, part of it too. And so I, I hope that like, you can kind of see the interplay between the, the large community um, not, not, so, not necessarily helping people with the branding or, or needing to put something on someone to, to, to help with the narratives, kind of like hearkening back to the previous question to help with the narratives, you know, the punish player versus the neutral player. Oh, what's more right. important, you know, like whatever. Right. And then, um, the personal thing where people are like, because of the community thing and there's no infrastructure, they're like, Oh, well, I don't know how to brand, or maybe that's not my type of thing. Like, even if people talk about it, I'm like, I don't care, you know, or whatever. And so then things get put onto them. They're like, Oh, this is annoying. Um, like, can you imagine how much like Isaiah would hate things right now? <laughs> like, it's a, it's yeah, a funny I can definitely question. see that. It's, it's a funny thing to think about. But yeah, I, um, I, I covered a lot of things there. I don't know how you, Toph, uh feel about that or how Pop feels about that. But no, I, that sounds that sounds about right. I was gonna, I was just going to add, I feel like certain players in particular, I think they have even really talked about it. Like, you know, or even like, dude, look at like Hungrybox, man. Oh, like Hungrybox. You know, it feels like some tournaments he camps like crazy, or not not anymore. But it used to it used to feel like he would camp really hard at some tournaments and some other ones he would kind of. And I remember he even said to me straight up at a Smash Summit, we were playing some random Summit friendlies, and he was like, you know, you know, I've I've had to make this decision because I'll be playing, you know, these Falcons, and that's a matchup where if I want to, I can play really really lame. And sometimes I have to ask myself, you know, what's best for melee? What's best for the spectator experience and things like that? And, you know, I think I think you could definitely call that feeling boxed in. I mean, he might be one kind of extreme end of the spectrum, but yeah, I mean, that I would hate to have to feel that way, man. You know, because yeah. at the end of the day, you know, I, uh, you should just you should just try to win. Right. It's tournament. You should try to win. But yeah. Yeah. So it almost um, it sounds like you're saying you felt hungry boxed in. Am I right? Hugh, hit me with some applause. Oh, burr, burr, burr. yeah, thank you. You got my back. 
I thought the booze were kind of coming on that one, but hey, we clutched it. Let's go, baby. But yeah, I mean, I like what I, I agree with what you're saying. How do you feel about this pop? Yeah, uh, I think that I, I, I feel like it would be. Oh, uh, you, you are kind of talking about it from like the perspective of like Hungry Box and how it like uh, some or and you also mentioned Wizro, but it was like players who kind of wouldn't aren't typically considered hype. But I I I I I do also feel like I I don't know like the, people like uh, people like Nun and Bobby mm. Big Balls. Yeah, uh, that's I'll, a fair question. Yeah. yeah, actually, that's a that's a fair question, and I I won't leak. I ain't a leaker, but I have talked to someone that has a perception, uh, a more positive hype perception that said it's hard. It's hard living up to that. It, you feel like there's a lot of pressure on you to do that. And I would you, say that that's yeah. just really challenging. And that is the that is the flip side is you can be empowered by all the support you get, but also it can feel like something really hard to live up to. And uh, yeah, so I mean, that is that is a real challenge. And um, I mean, it really just goes to show you that even if you feel like you've kind of won the branding war, it's still it's still mm-hmm. a challenge to kind of maintain that after that point. And uh, living up and, to expectations, expectations will get you. They'll drag you. They'll drag you down. Mm-hmm, Let me mm-hmm. tell you. It's what we yeah. call suffering from success. That's right. And I mean, I think a lot of people discount that. Like if if you if you tell someone that this could be a struggle, people will be like, oh, what do you mean? Like people adore you. People want to just want to see what you do. They just love what you're doing. There's like no one, people aren't really talking bad about you, whatever, right? And I think, mm-hmm. I mean, I think it, as people are rising up, uh, it's one thing, but I think people habituate to things. They get used to it, and, yeah. you know, for better or worse, right? But that is something that happens. And so when you do get used to it, it stops, you need that, that, and this is, you know, the celebrity story that we hear so often. You need that baseline of, wow, this is, you know, you are the greatest. Like, I, I love you. You need so many people telling you that in order for you to just get by. And then if any of that goes away, you're like, oh, you know. What it's am like, I doing wrong? Challenging. Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah, it, yeah. There, there is a real challenge of that too. Um, and whether that's necessarily a box or whether how much of that is self-imposed and things like that, you know, we could, that, that is kind of its own like topic that, that would take much longer to answer than we probably have time for on the young pod here. But uh, I think that, I, I think that it's a great question and it, and it is an important dialogue to, I mean, just remember that the players are human, Reg- incredible as their abilities may be incredible as, you know, the things that they're doing on stream or how, or how good their brand is or how interesting they are legitimately. Uh, it, 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 they're still human and things, things, even things that are very, very positive sometimes can be challenging. Sometimes they're the most challenging things for people. Okay. Thank you for the question. Yeah. Pop. You'll have a you'll have a great day. You too. You too. Thank you. It 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 sucks to feel boxed in. Let me tell you. It sucks to feel like you've got I don't know, man. I think so many people run into it. It actually is very prevalent. Like you said, not necessarily boxed in, but just you know, having to live up to expectations or it's just a bad feeling, man. You know? Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. Be be kind. Be kind to people. Be kind to what a, what a good way! I, I yeah, that's, that's really something we should have focused on a little bit more. But yeah, absolutely. Not absolutely. that not that not that any not that it's even the fault of any individual person, right? You know, you know, try to you know, it's it's just it's just we can all do a little better sometimes. Sure. Uh, uh, so I think we have our next caller on the line. Mm-hmm. Uh, how are you doing, sir or ma'am? What's your name? I'm doing great. Uh, my name is Nate. I'm actually calling from Ohio. How are you doing, Toe? Nate from Ohio. Shout out to Ohio. What's up, dude? You too, PP. What's up, man? <laughs> oh, no. Shout out to Ohio. Awesome. 
All right, guys, uh, I'm going to hit you with a little bit of a curveball question. I don't see a lot of people talking about this. Um, there have been a lot of upsets in the SCL. I was wondering if yeah. you guys think that it's possible to be consistent as a top player, like, I don't know, Armada, Mutaking in the past, or if we've really progressed past that meta. Oh, That's an wow. interesting question. Oh, wow. Um, I've thought about this, but I, I did get very far. Yeah, it's because, a weird okay, it is a weird question. It's like, it almost, okay, so it almost feels like, Nate, it almost feels like you're asking, like, okay, the, you know, the five, during the five gods era kind of thing, like, very rare were upsets on the top five from people outside of that. Of course, it happened uh, from time to time, but it felt like, you know, especially if you look at free cases, like, I think Armada's probably the biggest example, where, you know, he had like four, I think he's had four people ever who have beaten him that weren't gods, you know? Um, and it's kind of like, is there something that's fundamentally different about Melee today that makes it impossible to be consistent? Is it just that the skill gap, for whatever reason, is smaller these days? Like, what's kind of... It sounds like you're kind of asking what's going on. Um and what what is the cause of the fact that there's just less consistency overall right now, it feels like? Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, you guys obviously would have more insight as to what that would be because you guys kind of get to see a little bit more from a from a higher perspective what it's like to compete nowadays. Like, what does it take? And I think you definitely summarized it perfectly. Like, what is going on that's causing so many upsets, really? Mean I'll upsets. start. I just want to make sure I clarify really quickly, just yeah, to make ahead. sure. Uh, do ahead. you mean upsets like at like up to top twenty level, or do you just mean like top five ish, top six ish level? Just to just to make sure I clarify. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I see top twenty level. So the big examples were like, I no spoilers, obviously. Um, it, do I have to be concerned about spoilers for SEO? Nah, I don't have a few days. I think you're good, man. Yeah, you're okay. Passing. Let's, you know. Okay. I didn't want to want to throw we'll any curveball. We'll bleep it. We'll it, man. Don't worry. Okay. Yeah. Like obviously the big examples were Moki H box, uh soon say none. So like you have your top 20 players, you know, overcoming sort of the top five. So that's more in the range of what I'm what I mean. Gotcha. Right. I'll start by saying that there are well, first of all, there are actual like examples. Like, so you look at Two of the players that were, you know, in the in the list of the five gods are active today, right? So Hungrybox and Mango uh, are, are, you know, super, super. And, you know, it's kind of funny because in the case of Mango, I would argue that Mango is more consistent now than he was in the mid, uh, you know, maybe 2015, 2016. Well, I guess it depends on the year. But I would say Mango feels like he's at his most consistent, like, right now. Like, I don't really see Mango getting upset. I think his worst loss was none at SCL one. Like what, you know, like he had, mm -hmm. he had some, he didn't make it to finals uh, for a couple of those weeks, but it, it didn't feel like he was getting beaten yeah. by players who were like much worse than him. Yeah. And certainly right now, Mango feels really consistent. Yeah. I, I do think for me, the, the, the crux of it is I do feel like the general level of play is higher for sure. Like, cause like you look at, for example, you mentioned Moki H box and like, to me, I'm not even sure if that's like an upset upset. You know, like it I I, I don't look at that like, oh man, Hbox dropped the ball or whatever. I'm just kind of like, that was a good set between two really good players. Like I think the whatever Moki's rankings are world worldwide right now, I just feel like Moki is just say Moki's 
I don't know what to somewhere in the 10, maybe 10 to 15 range or something right now, you know, or, or something like that, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe even higher. I'm not, I'm not sure, but say he's ranked, say he would be ranked exactly like 10th right now or whatever. I just feel like, first of all, I think the, 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 the 10th ranked player, uh, uh, you know, upsetting, upsetting a top player or whatever is, is not even that uh, unexpected even yeah. back then. But I mean, especially right now, I just feel like, especially at the top level, like it just feels like it's, I mean, man, Kalamazoo has had some crazy, like Kalamazoo, what is Kalamazoo? Is he like, is he top 25, top 20? Uh, could be. Like, yeah, PB, you, you know, you could, you could, you could take it for a little bit. I, yeah, I definitely, I definitely feel like just overall, I feel like there's a lot of competition right now in like the top 20. I just feel like people are generally just really good. And so it'll just happen, you know? Yeah. Um, it's hard. I mean, there are a lot. I think there are several, several ways to answer this question. Because, um, mm-hmm. like, the parameters aren't the... I, I still kind of like... The parameters are still kind of weird to me. But, so, part of the reason the gods were those guys was because there was that period of hype. There was uh, the Golden Age, and then there was, like, a culling of the field, like, leveling. Like, there were just so many people that quit the game after Brawl came out. It was it was a blow up, and then whoever was left that grinded super hard. There weren't a lot of people left like that, and I think um, there was a big disparity in terms of, uh, especially of uh, punish game among the gods. I mean, I think there were other things that really set them apart, but like I think they just hit so much harder than everyone else. And I mean, the neutral was obviously usually stronger too, which you know made it even harder for people. But like. I think with so much like uncle punch work and so much like lab work, I think that has been equalized more. So to give a point to why that might be the case, we can point to these sorts of things. Um, And I would also say that like, I think the scene is still much more alive and there wasn't a big like dying off of things. So I think like people are going to just keep rising over time as long as the scene stays more active. And so I think Mm -hmm. those are big contributing factors. Um, Yeah. I kind of want to talk about um let's see <sighs> does that, that make you think of anything tope while i try to get my thoughts together i think you're no i mean i think that's uh that's a pretty good way of putting it i mean and i'm also i'm also just kind of thinking of the specific cases here again like dude like soon say none uh because yeah. you mentioned just because you mentioned soon say none like dude you know with soon say none they're from the same region like or at least they played in the same region for quite some time I remember the first time I ever heard of Sunsei, he won a tournament over Moki and Nun. So, like, mm-hmm. literally the first tournament I ever heard of Sunsei, this guy, like, upset Moki and Nun to win a tournament. And I was like, oh, well, okay, clearly this guy's yeah. cracked. Um, yeah. But he beat Nun, you know what I mean? So, like, you know, there's probably an added element. Again, like, PP, you said there's so many factors. I mean, I think an additional factor is that a guy like Sunsei plays a guy like Nun. First of all, is already quite good. Like, I think he can yeah. totally, you know, he can beat practically anybody. But then I'm kind of like, you know, you 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 got to feel like going into that set as soon as you're like, okay, I can do this. I've done this before. This is what yeah. I'm, you know. This is this is a match that I've won before. I, you know, so I think there's that aspect to it too, in that specific example. Um. So yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot of factors, but right. I mean, I didn't want to focus on these specifics too much because I feel like this is a question that really runs through the community. So many people are thinking about. Um, the consistency, the God era, what are we in now? And there, there's so many threads. There's so, and, and to break that, and I, I would love to break that down on a game level and everything, but that, you know, there's just so many ways to go about all, all of this discussion and, 
at some things that could or couldn't be talked about and everything. And so, you know, figuring mm-hmm. out, you know, how, how all that can be sorted. But the, I, man, I, I think at the end of the day, there weren't so many like insane, like super crazy, like unpredictable upsets that happened at uh, SCL for me based on my time watching it. So when mm-hmm. I see some of the results, I'm like, oh, well, these can make sense in terms of like tre- player trends and, 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 you know, how strong, like just everyone generally was at the event. Like you're saying some of the, like so many of the skills that people have are the, the skill field is kind of condensing. And there are so many things that I think still separate. There are still some things that I think separate the, the, you know, like they'll say, we'll say division one from division two or, or the higher part of division one from lower part or whatever. We can still talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, Cause I think melee still has that, but I think, um, yeah, I think uh, I don't see like crazy upsets happening all the time. I think there are some games where that happens a lot. And in Melee, right, our, yeah. I think our rule set and I think just the mechanics of the game really allow for um, people who are often going to know more or, or be more prepared or be playing better that day or whatever to be coming out on top. That's something I really like about Melee. So I, yeah. And so I, I'm always very uncertain of ways to answer the question of, what what is really the state of melee right now are there so many upsets i'm kind of like they're kind of more it's just i think maybe like i think some of it is kind of like there's not like a person that's like always defined at the top like there was hungry box at the top and there's a lot at the top yeah and now it's kind of like well we don't it's like it's it's mango and zane and the back and forth and then every, and that kind of like everyone has like that weird feel like how do we define the scene and it feels it feels like kind of uncertain and that kind of moves down the list as we move down i think some too and so I think there's that feeling there, but I think if you actually probably shake it out and maybe this is, maybe, maybe we have to get like a melee stats guy on sometime or something to maybe they'll correct us or maybe, we, you know, they can have their take on this, but it, it, I, I wouldn't necessarily say that like, it feels so unbelievably uncertain right now uh, to me, maybe, maybe more than the past, like you're saying, but not, not uncomfortably. So. Yeah, that makes sense to me. And I, I will throw in a final thought that I had, which was like, you know, just on the topic of like consistency, it's like, you know, so often I think people misattribute consistency in a game to consistency of specific players or just, or just like, you know, consistency. Like an example I always think of is like, look at like Smash Ultimate, which overall I would say has a lot more upsets than Melee. But then like MKLeo, you know, obviously before offline happened, MKLeo was like more consistent than. I think any melee player, like I feel like almost, I mean, there were he, he dropped a couple tournaments here and there, but I felt like, yeah. like Leo's consistency in, in an inconsistent game, you know, it's like, it's it's hard to just paint in broad strokes when it comes to this sort of question because, yeah, I, you know, like 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 maybe said, a lot of different fa- lots of different factors, lots of different right. factors, but just food right. for thought there. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, if I just had to add on like one little thing to uh, elaborate on, Tope, I would say so Go much ahead. of what people bring out so much of what uh their own drive or or how much how much their routine factors and how much time they're willing to spend a day on working on the minutia or whatever i think is really gonna is really gonna pay off too and i mean even at the top level that can be hard to just continue grinding out i think that's why so many um higher tier esports just grind through people so quickly a lot of the time (laughs) yeah could be thank you for the question good question Good question. Something I've thought about recently yeah. too. Very just kind of uh, the nature of, and I think people are likely to. It's 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 like 
think it's common to have that sort of thing on your mind as uh because the, the rankings are just kind of getting shaken up all the time it feels like right now yeah people are people are kind of moving around a lot i think you know something that's kind of been on my mind is like how are things gonna i think probably in a lot of people's minds is how are things gonna shake out and settle into place once offline happens again mm. how are we gonna use the seeding from online tournaments to to determine that you know what are what are what are the you know what what are the rankings going to look like when we when we get when it finally when we have enough offline data again to do the first formal rankings back how that's going to end up looking could be really interesting yeah, and really probably unpredictable world tour, involved, world tour gets involved too right exactly yeah so yeah we'll see i you know but i think we just about have our next caller it looks like so hello where are you calling in from and what's your name Hey, how's it going? I'm Nick from uh, Canada. <laughs> Nick from Canada. What's up, Nick? Shout out to Canada. How much? How are you guys doing today? Doing all right. Well. So I was listening to the podcast about maybe half an hour ago, and I was wondering why I could call in, and ironically, you guys are live now. So <laughs> I was just kind of wondering, with all the different uh, content platforms that Golden Guardians has, such as like you know the streams, obviously, the YouTube content, what are kind of the goals of Radio Melee and what do you guys hope that this is going to bring to the Melee community that you can find through, you know, like the YouTube content or tournament streams? That's a great question. That is a great question. I feel like for me, I, dude, I mean, I've done podcast type content before with like Scar, like, you know, Scar Toast Show, but I've never done one where we actually take, you know, call-ins like this and kind of talk to the community. And I think, even just like I've got a view, you know, I've I've got the the window pulled up of the Discord chat right now where people are submitting their questions and like, dude, there's a lot of people ask a lot of different types of questions. I think that the there's a lot of fan love. I think in melee, there's like people love people like like like, and I was like this especially when I got into the game, but even today, I think uh, it's it's just there's just so much personality behind you know the top players and stuff like that that I think people are just naturally gonna have a lot of questions they want to talk about and uh, they don't always have an outlet, so we're providing that outlet. You know, and I, I I have a good time, you know, talking to people like you. I want to dial people in and and chat with them and find out what's on people's minds. And I think this is a really cool format to get to do that. Yeah, um, I mean, it, this is awesome. Absolutely. And I just kind of want to make sure, uh, Nick, that I have um, that I have your question right. You said, what what is what do you want this to bring to Melee? And then there was a second part to your question. Let me make sure I just got that again. Yeah, I was just curious what the goals of uh, of Radio Melee are. I was just wondering what it's going to bring to the Melee community that's, you know, you can't get through something like, you know, the YouTube content. Just kind of like more medium specific, right? Yeah. Um, so I think a limitation of of like uh, Toph and I playing Tenkaichi and screaming is that we don't <laughs> dive into the nuances of the scene or we don't talk about historical experiences and things like that. Long form content is the place where we do that. We go deep on various topics. We try to figure out, uh, we try to, we try to ask, we, we try to like pool our expertise and give you guys more satisfying, interesting answers or combinations of answers that might cover things that either someone didn't think about or they didn't think about in a certain way. Um, and ideally add to the history of Melee, ideally add to the discussion that's going on in Melee. Like I'm someone that doesn't really tweet. I don't really find Twitter to be a place for discourse. Uh, but what I do like to do is I like to talk, like physically, verbally talk. And so this is a medium that feels very good for me. And so already like this allows me to be much more engaged with the community. This already allows me to be much more engaged with TOF or with Golden Guardians or with the um, with Melee itself in a way because the community and the, and the game are always kind of connecting and influencing each other. 
Um, and so I think this is really, I think this is uh, fantastic to uh, to give something that you really couldn't get somewhere else, even on like say my own stream with people, because there is a there's a dedicated time for questions. Whereas on my stream, maybe I take a question about something. Uh, but maybe I'm playing melee and I'm talking way too fast while I'm playing someone on unranked, and there's just no time to think about the the overall consistency of the scene because I'm like, oh, I need to teach you guys about you know the Falco Ditto or whatever. There's just no time to think about that. So I think this is a dedicated space where we answer topics that are that people are thinking about. Like people sometimes, you know, like there's so much, there are so many things that people talk to each other about, like, you know, like content creators or whatever, they'd be like, what do you think is good? What do you think is a valuable thing? But I think like sometimes it's just better to like let people tell you what they want. I think that's important too. And it's not always better to assume I know what's best for you, the community member, you, the community, and to let that come and let that come to me. And so that's, that's what I think is really valuable about this is like everyone, everyone gets to be involved in this content. Like it's not, it's not necessarily like, yes, I get to have a voice, but also you guys get to have a voice. And I think like that true community aspect where it's not necessarily an elevation of, of either myself or Tove over, over everyone, but like, it is us saying, we're going to be prepared. We're going to come to you guys with our best selves that we can on that day. And we're going to try and uh, connect with you guys as best we can and, and give you guys our honest thoughts. And uh, hopefully everyone learns something from it. Um, but as for goals, I mean, um, you know, we I, we wanted to iron out our process just to be perfectly transparent. Uh, so for Tofa and I, but we're going to start bringing guests on. We're going to, we want to try and, um, I certainly want to improve my own skills as a host or, you know, whatever, and get better at podcasting and everything like that. But I want to make sure that I um, can explore these ideas that like if something that would be really cool, this is what we're talking about during the inception of the podcast is where can people go? Where, can we have a place where people go to talk about the most pressing issues? Like they're saying, okay, well, something happened over the weekend. This person did something mean to that person on Twitter. You better go see what these guys have to say about it. Like, you know, like, or, or, or there's this result. What is everyone's talking about? It. What do these guys say? Like, this is, this could be like the meeting place. This could be where everyone goes to kind of hang out, talk about the ideas in a place, in a time of such segregated talk where, you know, you've got an echo chamber here, an echo chamber here, and they don't often mix or whatever, right? Uh, I think it's so important to have a place where people are, are connecting like this. And so I think this is a really valuable thing. And, and, and do I know all the ways to achieve that? No, I'm still trying to just, you know, get the, the overall keeping it running process right for me personally. Um, but uh, what I would really like for this to be is a meeting place, a place of connection. And um, as it pertains to Melee, I think I think this could be a place where um, maybe maybe people that don't normally talk to talk to each other come together. Or uh, like maybe we have two guests on that like that like beef or something. We and you know we have that through the questions that you guys offered. Like things things are better understood. Like I don't know. Like there are all kinds of possibilities here, right? I'm not necessarily saying that the show has to or doesn't have to be one thing. But what I do know is I think it's been fun, and I think as long as I kind of follow that and I treat your guys' questions with authenticity and uh, and I really listen to what you guys and Tof have to say, that things will work out all right. How do you feel about that, Tof? Yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so yeah i hope that i hope that answers that all right for you um uh nick from canada uh do you have does that make sense do you have anything else you'd like to say about that uh the only thing i'd really like to touch on is you mentioned that i kind of gave a voice to the community yeah. so do you think podcasting is kind of the best way to kind of bridge the gap between maybe like content creators and community members because i mean with twitch streams obviously you know you have that chat box versus yeah, you know yeah. seeing you in person voice yeah. etc right yeah, 
It's a sure, good point. Man. I mean, I think uh no, Chad, that's that's like the good side of Chad for sure. You know, that's what Chad's good for. And um Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, I think that at you know, it, like like PB said, it's just it it I think there's it's just it's just nice to just have another medium, you know. I mean, I think it's uh, you know, it's just like the more the more avenues we have, the better, I think. And you know, it also depends, you know. Some sometimes Twitch chat's moving so fast, you know, depending on whose channel you're in. It's it's hard to get your questions across. So, you know, hopefully for us, you know, you get a, you get dig in a little bit more, you know? Get to yeah. dig in a little bit more as the as the asker. Also, I think, you know, there's a very real logistical thing that we tried to do where, you know, we're scheduling this kind of early in the week. So for Radio Melee, like, you know, on like like today, like, you know, the weekend after a tournament or the, the week, I should say, after a tournament weekend, we're kind of specifically, you know, we're setting it up so that, you know, if there's hot topics on people's minds from the weekend, uh, there's kind of a, it's like, it's like you go from the tournament and then radio melee is right after it. You know what I mean? So we kind of set it up, we set it up like that on purpose so that if people have questions about what they just want to talk about, whatever they just saw at some tournament or, you know, some hype stuff going on over the weekend, it's just like a convenient avenue to do that. Uh, and you know, hopefully, but yeah, like there's a lot of possibilities. We'll see what happens. Sure. Thank you so much. I believe you guys answered my questions and, uh, keep up the good work. Appreciate that. All right, I will say while we're while we're waiting for our next caller, um, I will say Twitch chat and this should synergize, right? If there's something that we talk about on stream on Monday, for example, we bring it in here. If we talk about something on Radio Melee, we then bring it into our Twitch chat. Um, also, my Twitch chat asks me about degenerate things way too often, and we don't do that here. So why do you think that is? Um, what is it about you that attracts? Also, I think we may have had our last caller. That may have been our last caller, actually, of the day, I believe. Uh, yeah, so. yeah. Let's find out about that and not talk about whatever we were just talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any degenerates in my Twitch chat. My my Twitch chat is very pure and wholesome. Wow, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. You must be. You must just be way more pure and wholesome than me. I have things to learn from you, Tove. I actually wonder if it's the opposite. I wonder if I wonder if you're such a you're such a you know you're such a beacon that people feel like they're like oh I'm gonna I'm gonna sneak in some. And with me, I feel like there's no, you know what I mean? They don't feel like they need to with me. They're like, I'm, I'm, I'm raunchy as it is. They don't need to, they don't need to bring it up because usually I'm the one that'll bring that sort of stuff up. But I am uh, remembering, I'm remembering a, a part of our content filming yesterday, which I obviously can't talk about, but the thing we were laughing about a lot. Oh yeah. Uh, Make sure be... you guys all subscribe to the Golden Guardians Daily YouTube, YouTube channel so that you can check out the funny video that we just recorded yesterday that we're not going to spoil well, we'll link then you wouldn't watch it. yeah 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 huh? click the bell click the bell bro i mean it's not click hard it's easy you get click notified sometimes youtube on subs you check again you know Does I that mean, happen I, I apparently it happens to some people but it hasn't happened to me but it, the people say it happens anyway man just just keep checking sure. and clicking maybe make, make make more accounts and click is that illegal can we say that i don't know uh it can't be illegal. <laughs> illegal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's a fair you point. Go for it? Like, oh, you made a bunch of YouTube accounts. <laughs> well, you can make a bunch of accounts. They might ban you. you. You can't click sub with all of them. That's where the, that's where they draw the line. I don't know. I'm not sure, man. Yeah. <laughs> get you. Those Google ninjas, maybe they'll get you, man. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't I'm know. Not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah, this is... Uh... I also wanted to kind of say, while we're talking about things people could do, um, I mentioned while I was answering the question that uh, 
I would like to have we would like Toph and I, excuse me, would mm. like to have a guest next week. Um, we'd love to take suggestions, community driven. We're at least yes. gonna, I, I don't know who we can and can't get. You can keep it in the community, you keep it out of the community, I guess. I don't really know how that would go, but we can it's do it. It's less likely that we can get <laughs> something out of the community. We can try, but sure. you know, if you say Counter Reeves, it's like okay. Yeah. We can try to start beautiful. that conversation. Yeah, that's beautiful. But can <laughs> we get him? Yeah. Maybe not. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe not. Maybe yeah. just not. Maybe the answer is just no. It feels impossible. Feels like it'd be really hard. To- <laughs> uh, you were mentioning that you had a connection to Lil B, Tov. One week, maybe we'll get Lil B. Yeah, yeah. The I'm most base podcast of all time. <laughs> yeah. Might be able to do Lil B. Might be able to do Lil B. Lil B yeah, is like yeah. the, upper, the extreme upper end. Uh, but no, if you, you know, it, 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 no no guarantees that it's going to be one of the suggestions, but but if people, you know, YouTube comments or, or you know, even in chat and stuff, if there's people that, that you're excited about, as like an actual get, because the thing is they're going to be answering your questions too. So they're going to be on the call and then you're going to be on the call. And by the way, I just wanted to emphasize, you know, for the people that were, we got a lot of questions again and we don't get to get to all of them, unfortunately, even though a lot of them are actually really kind of cool. And uh, if you have a question that you're, you know, that you're, that you're dying to ask, you know, come back next week, you know, every week we're going to be doing this. And if we see that same question in chat over and over, you know, eventually we're, we're, we're definitely going to be like, eventually like, okay, you know, we, we, we should get to this question, you know, you, 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 so, so please do, uh, don't, don't give up just because we, we weren't able to get to you today, but, but our, our man Wormlax behind the scenes in the discord is doing Thanks. his best, uh, you know, getting Big us worm. topics. So he's worming through it. Worm. He's worming through yeah. it, man. Shout out to him. <laughs> God uh, respect the worm. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, is there anything that you kind of wanted to touch on? We've got a little bit of time left, Tove. Um, we can call it. What do you What are you feeling, man? What are you What are you thinking about? But what What's the best use of our time and the people's time here? Uh, how does Falco do versus Martha FD? Uh, okay. So laser takes nineteen frames to come out as long as you get it up. For, okay, but the, I mean, uh, what I really like about Falco Marth on FD is um. It's very interesting because it's really strong for both characters, right? Uh, Falco yeah. gets so much control. Marth gets insane punishment. Falco honestly gets an improved punish too because Marth can often right. slide off on platforms, for example. Uh, Falco could still set up tech chases by the edge that can lead to very devastating situations. Or Falco can offer right. bears. Marth can no longer use platforms to break out. Things like that. Very important. Um, so say think, fair? Uh, I would say he was using bear. Bear. Bear, 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 bear. Uh, yeah, I, I guess maybe I said it makes it fair in terms of being able to hit hard on both sides. Oh, uh, right. What I was saying. I think the main yeah. challenge for Falco is being able to get Marth to like, I don't know, 15, 20%. Um, because after that, I think like combos code really hard for Falco. I think just like getting, so like if I had to say anything, but like Marth, if he up throws Falco at zero and Falco DI's behind, he won't get a grab. If he forward throws and Falco DI's down in a way, he won't get a grab. So like, it's not necessarily like free for either character right there. Falco having mm-hmm. the damage gets Marth to that threshold sooner. So there it's, it's an interesting dynamic. And I think like, I think it's something that people probably are thinking a lot more about given, uh, given the Zane mango matchup being such a predominant one right now. And I think, um, let's see, what else can I really say about it? For me, Falco can't break Marth combos as easily with platforms. Now Falco loses platform ways to approach and things like that, but Falco having such a strong laser game, um, 
you know, I think I think it's still okay. Like it, when we saw Mango's openings on Zayn, we didn't see it coming from like we still saw it coming from lasers. We still saw it coming from like Mango locking Zayn down and pressuring his shield or uh, calling out Zayn's option because he didn't want to be pressured in shield. Uh, things mm-hmm. like that, so like early early aerial out of shield or slightly delayed aerial out of shield or even like full hopped in the corner a few times, which uh, Mango called out very quickly with down air and just killed him. Like that was mm-hmm. the very end of the set. Actually, was the last interaction. I remember that, and then he just didn't have a double jump. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think, I think it is playable for Falco. At, when I play it, um, as Falco, my feeling is mostly as long as I'm playing fine, it feels fine because I'm getting enough openings. But if you, like, if you're Falco and then you get chain grabbed by Marth and then you spawn in and then you, that same thing happens, that feels really bad. And there's not an equivalent for Barth's end, really. Um, mm. like in comboed for a while, you always feel like you can kind of do something. I guess like if, right. if the punish is optimized enough, it doesn't necessarily feel that way. But like with Falco, having that happen twice is a really rough feeling. So I think that's what contributes to a lot of the issue. And you ha- that's why like coming correct with the neutral so very important for Falco in the matchup. And um, and I think like again, like I was talking about before, uh, the power shield game that was coming out, the anti power shield game coming out from Mango against Zane, uh, made that look so much more doable. And I mean, Zane's really got to answer back on that because, um, I mean, dropping on FD is a real problem for Zane. I think there are other stages he could go to that could still do him fine versus Mango. I don't think he has to do FD, but I think mm-hmm. like Mango hating the stage, like I think there's a player element that would be really good for Zane to get that back. And also like um, just, you know, being able to sort out that laser game is just going to be so much easier because like, the laser game is prevalent on every stage, but on FD, it's so it's so much more pronounced. So if you solve it there, you can solve it so many more places, or at least like connect right. to platform stuff. So I think I think that is where it needs to go for the Zane Mango and also for the Marth Falco, which again are pretty interrelated right now because those are the two mm. at the top doing that. Um, does that make sense? Makes sense to me. Fair enough. Fair enough, King. Thank you. you're welcome i try Um, to throw that out sometimes dude i think that's about it for me this week i'm really excited to be watching SEL uh this this weekend maybe i'll see you in chat my dude yeah and everyone in chat maybe i'll see y'all in chat chat of all of you i think that's about it for uh for episode two of radio melee we will will be back next week and we will be joined with some kind of guest we'll see what happens yep i'm pretty excited for it i think it's going to be a lot of fun uh really excited to share that with you all the show continuing to evolve. Q, how you feeling? Mission complete. Thank you, Q. Some talk about man. Q, the powerhouse behind the show. You love to see it. Uh, anyway, I think that's about gonna do it for us today, guys. Uh, let us know in the comments. You know, wherever you can, you can talk to us directly. Twitter, YouTube, whatever. Let us know. Golden Guardians, please let us know how you felt about the episode. It was a lot of fun for me. Thank you so much for hosting it with me, Tof. And uh, any closing thoughts before we wrap it up here? Stay. Uh, I was gonna say something like stay hydrated. What does he say? Stay hydrated. That's right. <laughs> stay <laughs> hydrated. Yeah. Yeah. Take care of yourselves, gamers. Love you guys. Have a good rest of your day. Thank you for watching. <laughs>